Well, Welcome to Thunder Nerds. I'm Brian Hinton. I'm Jeanette Sarah. And I'm Frederick Philip Von Weiss. And thank you for consuming the Thunder Nerds, a conversation with the people behind the technology. I love what they do. And do tech. Good. Good. Ha. Hey, guys, we are at UConf US 2019. Every time with that year. Good job. Thanks. Not not bad. Hey, Brian, where are we at? We are in Tampa, Florida at the Straz Performing Arts Center. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've been here all day and we're going to be here all day tomorrow, too. We're interviewing all the amazing guests. And speaking of which, we have an amazing guest with us. We have the one, the only, <laughs> John Papa. John, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to, thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah, welcome. absolutely. <laughs> John, yeah, we, we've had you on the show quite a bit of times, and uh, we're always happy to have you on. I appreciate it. It's always fun. Yeah. yeah. We didn't bring the jacket this time for you. Like That's we okay. We before the show. We're in Men Florida. Men <laughs> well, <laughs> <Don't even laughs> yeah. in Florida, it should be like a, I don't know, like a tank. Flip off. Yeah. 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 Yes, there yeah. you go. <laughs> the five-time response flops. <laughs> that, that's flops. happening. We actually sell them on the store. <laughs> oh, there you go. The tea in the, in the flip flop. There you yes. go. <laughs> that's funny. John, so you're not uh, talking about what you normally, I guess, would speak about at some of these shows. What are you talking about today? Shows. Uh, yeah, shows. <laughs> shows, conferences, <laughs> entertainment. You know I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, so I think of it as a show. I'm here for entertainment and for education. It's good that you admit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, you may not get much entertainment out of it, but it's. Uh, I'm going to be talking about how you can take a view app and pretty much run it anywhere through uh, cloud services, like um, mm. do Docker, debugging, um, other kind of cloud stuff too. Okay. Do it in Azure. You could do it in Azure. You could do it in a box. You could do it with a fox. <laughs> oh. Do it in a boat or with a goat. Okay. <laughs> so tell us he about that. Like, kids. <laughs> tell us about that. Like, what what what's some of the entry points of that? So a lot of times, uh, like I, I go talk to companies where they've got these apps and mm -hmm. they want to scale them, and they're used to using VMs and virtual machines and trying to scale them up. And one of the problems they have is it's hard to. Uh, they look at their apps and they figure out that they're very coupled on the back end. Yeah. yeah. And when they do that, it's, it's just natural. It happens over time. Um, it's okay if you're there. I've been there. I'm still there. Uh, but what you can do is once you start decoupling little pieces of it, you can start taking those and then you can scale just those pieces uh, up in the cloud. One of the great advantages I tell companies is that how many times have most people run into this? How many times have you run your app and it worked on your computer? <laughs> mm -hmm. And you tested it. Unit tests everything. All works. And then you deployed it. And it didn't work wherever you put it. Test environment, staging, production, etc. Yeah. Different environments. Or right. you gave it to your, her. And, and she's like, no, it works for me. And you go to him. He's like, no. It does not work. Why doesn't it work, John? It happens all the time, right? And it's like, oh, well, you're running node 10. You're running node 11. You're not even running node. You know, it's like, oh, that's how does that work? That's why it doesn't work, right? I tried it on my phone. It didn't work, John. What's wrong? <laughs> Can't help you yet. Uh, but that's that's the idea: is that not wanting to worry about these things when you when you put things into a Docker container mm -hmm. instead of writing out the list you normally do. Which is yeah. like, you know what? To get this to work, you just have to install Node and uh, npm and view and you give everybody the <laughs> list, right? Yeah. It's like a grocery list we write down anyway. Like, why not just write that down in a, for a Docker file, and then you can yeah. run a Docker container. You're already doing the work. Just yeah. put it in a file, runs in a Docker container, then it runs on everybody's machine, whether you've got Windows or you got Mac or Linux or you know, you hate Node or whatever you want to do, it's it's it works. I could put it on my Sega Genesis and boom, yeah. Maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to try that now. Yeah. It needs to be a Someone thing. somewhere out there made Node run in Sega Genesis. <laughs> there has to be some board developer that was like, I'm like we're going to Google that. What's a Sega Genesis? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> It's like a mouse. One of these days, I'll be looking at what's a mouse. Oh, pretty know? much. I'm sure it's all going to be uh, hand gestures. It's going to be those there. rings That's that you put be on the mind. The mind. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be out of luck. What <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah. I don't want it to do that. Either. You don't know what I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? So they're thinking, when can I go in swimming? To no, no, no! Don't type that. <laughs> That's true. You'd have to have a very focused uh, mindset. Yeah. So, did you do your talk yet? Uh, when is your no, talk? no. Talks tomorrow afternoon, uh, and I'm going to go practice it because uh, I heard the Wi-Fi was a little spotty, which is pretty yeah. normal for most conferences. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go practice it offline. Nice. Because nice. going to the cloud is kind of tough if you can't yeah, you get the cloud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to fly there first, right? Is that? Like a thing into the cloud, yeah. hot air balloons, hot air balloons oh, work got it. best because yeah. nice it's slow. <laughs> got it. <laughs> and you so, talk funny with all the helium. Yes. Oh yeah, that's what happened the other day. Cool. cool, ah. cool. So, quick question: um, How do you helium? Oh my gosh. So, uh, <laughs> so how? Last time we like spoke about um, you know debugging um, mm -hmm. a little bit too. Um, so how would you kind of like marry these two talks together? Like what? How? Could yeah, I think it was a it? debugging talk last time, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of different ways because mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to debug. Well, that's part of the story too. Is like, well, what if you want one of the one of the fears, at least that I had when I went to Docker. Maybe you all didn't, but when I got into Docker, it's like, first, how do I do this? Why would I want to do it? Once you buy off on, this sounds good. I don't have to worry about the works on my machine. Yeah. Then you're like, all right, when I put it in a container, it kind of sounds like I can't see the files. I can't see the code. Yeah, it's in a box. How do I get to it? Mm -hmm. uh, so the debugging story, Mary, is really nice with that because with VS Code and some other tools, you can actually basically poke a hole through the box and you can see the file. Then the everything logs, Only if you shake it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those are an upside down. <laughs> But it, it works out really good. I, I really like the debugging inside the container because then you can see you don't have to keep like rebuilding the container every time you yeah. debug. Yeah. Uh, Plus, so you're seeing what's wrong with the the build process, not necessarily the app. Like you're yes. On that aspect. Mm. Ninety percent of my yeah. bugs when I go to Docker or pretty much anywhere these days is a, a file path. It's like oh, it works here, yeah. and then all of a sudden I moved it somewhere else, and the folder structure is uh, slightly different, and you're yeah, like, that makes sense. I know the code works. But it's telling me I can't find this file. I'm like, it's right there. So stupid computer. So how easy or how hard is it, I guess, to um, you know make up this whole setup um, to, to have you know your node and your view all like working together simultaneously? It's not as easy as it's going to be. There's yeah. a couple. To be very fair, like everything evolves. Uh, one of the catches with whether it's Vue, React, or Angular with Node specifically is that you have to decide: Do you want what do you want to serve your application? Is it going to be Node that's serving Vue, React, or Angular, or whatever your favorite framework is these days? Uh, or are you going to serve it from something else? If you choose to serve Vue, in this case, from Node, well, then you've got a Node app, which is going to serve Vue. Well, when you normally run Vue, as we all know at this conference, you run the Vue CLI, which doesn't require a Node Express server. It just runs up in a dev server with like Webpack, which isn't for production, mm -hmm. right? That's for the build. So the real danger gets into people start thinking, well, I don't want to have to think about Node. I'm building Vue. Why do I have to have this other thing? Yeah. So that, that's one hurdle is you have to get people in the mindset of if you want to serve it from somewhere and you need a Node server, 
let's go get Node Express. Another option is that you can say, forget the Node server with Docker, um, and let's just host it in uh, storage in the cloud, like in a storage bucket, where you can say there's no server. We're going to serve it off a of CDN where it's just a view app. Uh, but then in that case, your view app is going to hit APIs somewhere. Yeah. So how does it get its data? So then you got to decide, do I want to go hit a serverless function, or do I want to go hit another node server somewhere else, or Java or PHP? Um, so it really depends on your architecture. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the most confusing part. Mm -hmm. Because you have to decide, it's not just view. It's what does your environment look like? Once you figure out your environment, the rest of it's actually easy. So what makes you choose then Docker, um, you know, as opposed to like doing anything else, right? Like, um, you know, like maybe, loose files. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you go ahead and maybe even learn Docker, right? Like, it's a new thing to you. You're like, I, I hear it's pretty awesome, but mm -hmm. I don't want to touch it. It looks scary. <laughs> like, how do you get started with, you know, that's, doing that's all of question. these things together? <laughs> Honestly, if you don't have the problem, you shouldn't touch technology, in my opinion. There's too many of them out there. Yeah. You know, and all, too often we hear, yeah. oh, it's so cool. We got to use that new really thing. That. <laughs> I don't need it. Dude, that was yesterday. Yeah. No, no, not that thing. This oh, thing. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's a problem, too. Yeah. I've been around long enough to go through way too many of those. <laughs> got the scars, and I lost the hair to prove it. But, <laughs> it's a great question. You really should ask it to yourself. Uh, to me, for me, Docker's light bulb went on when I started realizing I always have a server somewhere. Mm -hmm. All the apps that I've personally built, well, 99% of them have a server. And I need to solve that. How do I make it run here, there, everywhere? Okay. And with Docker, that totally took all the guesswork out, made it easy. In the past, what was I doing? I was deploying to another machine that had a different OS. Or Let me give you a horror story. I worked at a large company. And this happened probably at least a dozen times where I got a phone call from the a couple hundred apps that this company were written based on this, my architecture. Every time it breaks, of course, it's my fault. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, apps that have been working fine all of a sudden don't work. So get a phone call. It's not working. <laughs> Once I figured out what was actually happening, this is what the call would be like. Hey, it's John. Uh, how are you guys doing over in the CI department? Continuous integration. Oh, we're doing a good job. Oh, John, is something broken? <laughs> like, yes. No, like, hold on, let me go check. Checks it. Yeah, somebody changed the version of Node on this machine. Oh. So they were they were changing the version of Node on the CI build machines. What? So every time they upgraded Node, like, oh, it's an old version of Node. We should just upgrade it. <laughs> well, the code that those hundred apps were running on depended upon whatever version of Node it was. Yeah. Boy. And let's say ninety-eight percent of them still worked, but those two percent were calling, going, "We didn't change anything. What happened?" Yeah. Uh, so by putting Docker into like a CI process like that, yeah. now you can say, you know what, that's an old app. The company, like, we all know we should upgrade. Yeah. But the company doesn't have money to say, hey, let me take the 100 apps that we have, and every week let's upgrade to the newest version of Node and View. And yeah, it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. It, you just, you can't do that. The budgets and time are not there. I wish they were. But because you can't do that, if you Dockerize and you containerize the version of the thing you have and say, this thing needs Node 8.0. I'm making this up. 8.1 with view 3.2 and foo 6.4. You know, yeah. it's locked. So then if somebody upgrades another one to node 11, that thing still works. You have yeah. confidence. That's security. 
That's great. So you would say definitely this is uh, useful for like more enterprise, uh, absolutely and larger enterprise. companies, and instead of like, hey, like I just want to play around with Docker, you know, for this client, um, probably <laughs> not the best idea to start off with. For sure. I, I wouldn't start there, with Docker, <laughs> honestly, if you, never, if you don't have experience. With right. It, right. I never think you should say play around client. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it always and, depends. And it yeah. could be smaller companies too. There could be a lot of people that might not. Um, know what they're doing. Yeah, they sure. New people that you bring on that might think just like John was saying, why don't we, how, how come we're using such an old version of this? Let's upgrade. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, smaller companies, I, I wouldn't say shouldn't go there, but if they have those same problems, they should. It's, okay. it all depends on what your problem set is. If your problem set isn't, you know what, we only have one app at this company. There mm -hmm. are companies like that. Yeah. We've got two or three apps or each of those apps is on its own server. We control it. I am CI and the developer and the network administrator. <laughs> you have more control. You know, Docker is still a good idea, but I wouldn't put it as top priority. Heard that. Yeah. That's like really good to know because I feel like we're hearing Docker this, Docker that a, a lot of places. And yeah. you know, sometimes it's just like, well, um, but oh, why? <laughs> like, you know, you just really want to ask why. What What is the purpose for it? And that's really awesome that you're able to like, you know, say like, hey, maybe it's kind of like Redux, right? You're like. Maybe you don't need right. it. Maybe. Think about it. Yeah, you might not need it. Definitely we like hooks or suspense. Yeah. Right? With React. Like, we like we React. Need it. Hooks are great. Let's wait till they're actually out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I love when you're like, hey, you know, Dan Abramov had an idea. Let's go implement it today. Yeah, let's deploy it to our lives. Dan's amazing. Let's wait till Dan says it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I asked you this at the, uh, the last time we spoke to you about the, the talk you did there. Uh, can you give us a little behind the scenes of well, building this talk? What, what, how long it took you? Like what, what pitfalls you came across? Did you make your family listen to you? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or just give us a little behind the scenes look of building the talk. Yeah, I'd say that the biggest thing for me was I wrote this view app that I'm going to be showing tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I think I wrote it. Second out of three apps, I wrote, I wrote one in React, then in Vue, then in Angular. Oh. And it's all the same app, but I wrote it in the styles of those different frameworks with the same data and the same back end. Yeah. Because why? There was no point in the back end. Um, just make a Node app with it. And I wrote them and I kind of went back and forth to see what the differences were. And it was really illuminating to see, you know, when you code things in the React view versus Angular ways. Yeah. Really, what's the difference? You get past the biases. You get past the, oh, I'm scared that my career, I, I bet my career on one of those three. Oh, yeah. John's saying, I've got to oh, use that one. Wrong one. <laughs> Just, you really look at them and go, which one appeals to me best? Because they all yeah. solve the same problems. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Too many, too often, we're too busy fighting over, you know, why did you pick this versus that? And they're all okay. There's, there's very few things in our technology world that you can say, pick A, B, or C, and you're going to be okay. But this is one of those, and this talk uh, resulted from that, which I liked. The hard thing with this app was trying to get Node and Vue to work together in the Docker container. There were some things that I started doing where I wanted to run Vue serve, CLI to serve with Webpack, but I wanted it to talk to my Node backend so I could get the hot module replacement. Maybe. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, in development mode. Because that's so fast and amazing. Yeah. But I didn't want to lose that in my node back in. Mm -hmm. Well, when I run it in production, that's not the way I run it. Right? Yeah. I need to run my node back end and run the production version of my view app, which doesn't have hot module replacement. Right. So the hard part of my talk was 
how do I transition easily and don't make it a real pain? And I ended up using NPM scripts to do it, where one NPM script will run the node backend and use Webpack to crank up view. Uh, it's like my development mode. And then I had another command that was, it's not really production, but it's kind of like I'm getting ready to go to production mode. Yeah. So I had another NPM script that runs the node backend and builds view mm. and runs the two together the way it would work in production. That's cool. Close. I, I don't feel comfortable saying, hey, it worked in Webpack. Now let's go to production. Right. Yeah. Um, like Webpack and all, but it's not, if it's not the same, something's going to break. Yeah, that's nifty to have those checks and balances for sure. It is. Yeah. But it was a pain setting it up, uh, not because of view or note or anything, just because by heading my mental model around, I've got all these moving parts. How do I make sure they all kind of connect? Yeah, architecting that sounds like kind of like a like a brain. I wanted to say brain fuck, but like that's really like, <laughs> yeah. like what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does sound kind of like, okay, what are the challenges that I'm going to have, you know, as you know, in development mode, and what am I? What challenges am I going to have? You know, testing production, and what challenges are you know? Do I not even know? Right, like mm -hmm. that are going to happen after like point three, right? Like that's pretty awesome. That you can yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the real thing. If you think about it, the hardest thing in our industry, in my opinion, is it's not the syntax. We can all learn syntax of anything. We really can. We do over and yeah, over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, even when it changes, the hard part is that. How do you take the technologies and put them together into a puzzle that is your world, yeah. you know, your company or your your project, and make them all work in a way that makes sense for your situation? Yeah. It's what you do and what you do and what I do is going to be different. So to me, the value is in how do you think through the problem? Mm. If you think through the problem, you can solve these things. And that's kind of the nuts of what this talks about is it's not view or no, but it's let's think through what are we trying to accomplish. I love that. You know? What, what's the uh, worst problem you've ever had at a at a conference? Like at a conference? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You say at a company. Yeah. It's like let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> that I caused? <laughs> um, nope. Edit. But uh, at a conference, I, I've definitely had all the speaker fails. Um, like what? So my first time speaking, which I have a presentation course I do. Uh, first time speaking, terrified. Mm -hmm. I was terrified. Never did theater. Always wanted to. Uh, and I just bit the bullet and said, I'm going to try this. 100 people come into a company, and I was speaking on some topic 20 years ago. And at the time, I was wearing brown khakis, and I went into the bathroom to wash my hands and uh -oh. do all that stuff five minutes before my talk. I'm like, I'm not going to want to have to you know, use the men's room when I'm up there. Yeah, yeah. And public restroom there, the water hits the sink. It's one of those big troughs. Everywhere. Sink, it's like a fire hose. Yeah. It goes whoosh. You know what area of me it got? Yeah, of course. Yeah. From here, down to here. Mm -hmm. On brown khakis. Five minutes before I went on. <laughs> and I was just humiliated in myself, right? Like, what do I do? What do I do? And so at the time, there were these things called folders and paper that we used to have. Oh, I heard, heard about that stuff. Yeah. Folder paper? So I held the folder and I walked up to the podium. Yeah. And I effectively didn't move uh -huh. for like the entire talk. <laughs> it was like the worst talk I'm sure I've ever given. <laughs> but at the end, I thought, you know, I can get through this. Yeah, There's really through it. nothing that's going to bother me. And, yeah. And since then, I've had the weirdest things happen where my audio was hooked up to the room next door and vice versa. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm talking. What is this? But you're hearing the other guy. So <laughs> we were having so much fun with that's each great. other on this. That's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, lights went out during the middle of my talk one time, which Did was just. Going? Oh, yeah. Nice. 
if a um, computer dies, you know, blue screen or beach ball, whatever you want to call it, computer's dead and you're doing a talk, that's all code, live coding. Oh. So then you just live code with your hands. Ooh. Do, do you restart or do you, do you restart but keep talking? You try, um, but that particular time, nothing was coming back. It was like smoke coming out of my computer, literally. Whoa. Like, oh. All right. All right. Um, Imagine my code. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where having fun with it really yeah. helps. You know? Yeah, you have to kind of um, be water, if you will, and just kind of go with the flow of that and enjoy Our the moment. What it has to be water on khakis. <laughs> just kind of go with the flow. Jeans now. <laughs> <laughs> I've worn jeans ever since. <laughs> <laughs> no more khakis. But it's funny, just came out like, I swear I didn't pee my pants. That's how you open the talk. <laughs> Run from the building. Yeah. In terror. Uh, yeah, it's fun though. <laughs> Love that. It's a good. That's a good memory to look, look back on. Though. Realize that you like yeah. overcome it, move past it. <laughs> oh, we can overcome it. We're very resilient people, and you know, when you're on stage, people want you to succeed. Absolutely. You mentioned yeah. entertainment. Yeah. They want to learn, yeah. but they also want to be a little bit entertained. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want you to go. Hi. My name's John. Actually, that would be kind of. You want the value of, of a little bit of like, yeah, well, you know, I'm gonna pick it up more if you provide a little bit of your personality. Right. It's yeah. all about the, those relationships. You, know? you don't have to be funny or a comedian or anything else. Yeah, uh, just be yourself, and people will like you and like what you're talking about. Yeah, if you're yeah. passionate about your topic, they'll be passionate. Yeah, it right. comes out. Yeah. Absolutely. Just don't wash your hands in the sink right before you go. Sure. Good. Good tip. Good tip. <laughs> or wear a raincoat or something first. You know? Oh, true. Well, John, we're just about at the end. Um, first off, uh, how can people get to know you? For our audio listeners, we'll put links in the show notes. But where do they go? What's the website? What's your Twitter? Uh, Twitter's about? best place. You can get to everything else from there. Twitter, um, John underscore Papa, on Twitter at John underscore Papa. Uh, I blog at Dev2, which is dev.to, which is a Cool and you, you have like a that. podcast so too, right? Yeah. And I have, uh, I'm down to one, thankfully. One podcast, okay. Uh, Real Talk JavaScript is my podcast I've been doing. I cut yeah. out my Angular and my View podcast only because I nice. have to have a life. Yes. But, yeah. uh, sure. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I hope to hear you or have you hear me. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> no, nothing else. It's yeah. great having you. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You, so Thank you so much, John. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. And stay tuned for more. Stay dry. <laughs> Thanks for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us a review. Kick a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton. I, I like romance novels. They have happy endings.
I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about?